There's a new music business for the 21st century, and now is the best time ever to be in the music business. Because of the new music business, the artist is in charge. My name's Rick Barker, and I've been blessed to make a living in the music business for almost 30 years. I'm a personal manager, author, speaker. Many know me as the manager who launched the career of Taylor Swift. But what I'm most proud of are the thousands of artists from around the world that I manage daily and help navigate this crazy business. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Super excited on this episode of the podcast. Uh, Those of you who follow me, those of you that have been to the resources page of my website know of Seth Mosley. He's a uh, hit record, you know, hit songwriter consistently. We'll talk about that a little bit. He's won Grammys as a producer, just got back from the Grammys. But one of the things that he is day in and day out is he's still a creative, just like you. And with everything that you guys have going on right now, I wanted to talk to him to see what he's doing during this time in order to stay creative, how he's doing his collaborations and things like that. So for those set that are just meeting you for the first time, first off, thanks for uh, doing this. Tell them a little bit about you, your background, and then we'll kind of focus in on what you're doing now. And then I'm going to invite everyone to uh, head to my website because you and I did a, a sit down not too long ago that has been very valuable for a lot of people on, you know, what it takes to consistently write hit songs. But tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name is Seth Mosley. Appreciate you having me on. I love your podcast. I'm a fan of everything you do. Um, I'm, you could call me a Rick Barker super fan. <laughs> That's appropriate. Um, so thank you, what, thank you for what you do for, uh, for musicians out there. My pleasure. Um, yeah, so I'm a music producer, songwriter, have been, had the privilege of winning Grammys, Dubs, Juno Awards, CSAC Awards, had over 28 number ones. And uh, that has been a part of all those hit songs has afforded me the privilege of starting a me- my own music company called Full Circle Music. Part of that is a publishing company. Part of it is we're producing records, production house. And then the other part is an academy, which was kind of what we connected over. And I just have a heart for teaching and giving back to the next generation. And I just know what the power of uh, songs has done for my life. So I love seeing the light bulbs go off for other people when they write a song. They, they understand that, yes, there actually are formulas to this. You don't just randomly show up not know what you're doing and fart out of hit. That's just not how When did you figure that out though? Because you know, I, I, you're like me every day in your Instagram, whatever, listen to this song and tell me what you think about it. Then you listen to it and you're like, man, you know, I remember when that was me. Yeah. So when did you kind of understand that there is a formula? You know what? It, I think it was when I started coming down to Nashville when I was 17 or 18 and I started co-writing. I started co-writing with pros who do this day in and day out. I didn't even know co-writing was a thing, but um, I came right, right down here, you know, down to Sony and was writing with people who've been doing this for years and years and years. And as fast as they were doing it, like we were coming out with three songs a day. And I'm like, there's no way you can do this if there's not some framework to it. So the, the reality is, is the longer you do it, you kind of, learn it instinctively but for most people it can take you know a decade or so to figure that out so 
So that's what I've, I've tried to do is reverse engineer it and figure out what are the formulas, what are the things that happen in every hit song. And believe it or not, there are things that happen in pretty much every song, regardless of what genre it is. And we talk about this in the video that I'm going to give you guys access to. If you're just listening to this in the car or whatever, just go to rickbarker.com, click on the resources tab, and you're going to find that conversation with Seth and I. So, you know, when you started doing this, were you just sitting there going, okay, I have to write the best Christian song today. I have to write the best country song. Or do you just go into it and say, we're just going to write the best song and it'll kind of fit where it's supposed to fit. Where I'm at in my career right now, I'm doing a lot of stuff in different genres, but I, what I say to people at the beginning is you really have to find a lane, pick a lane and study that lane, be immersed in that lane inside and out. So you can't be going after being the next big pop songwriter and the best you know, the next best country songwriter at the same time. You kind of have to pick, pick a lane and stick to it. So if you were advising someone today, so if someone came in, minimal resources, and they said, listen, I really, I want to write pop, how would you suggest they start studying? How would you suggest that they start becoming a student of pop? Is it going to lyrics.com and printing them off and seeing what the structure is? Is it listening because i heard shane McAnally say this on songtown the other day which i'm a huge fan of that show and he said he told the girl that he was writing with he said everything you have right now sounds current and that's bad because by the time it comes out it will be old elaborate on that a little bit i know you're not shane but i know you know who he is and you talk to a lot of different writers inside of your course, you have all these writers from all these different genres. What does that mean? And how do you fix that? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned Shane, he's, he's, we have uh, some inside information from Shane in the course, actually. Um, and the thing that I've learned about that is, yes, you want to be current, but you also want to be thinking a little bit of step ahead. Like you don't just want to be copying what's out there. You want to be doing something that's familiar because a big part of what makes a hit a hit is this element of familiarity. Like it has to be in the ballpark. Um, I think that a great way to say it is be the same, but different. Now, do you do that lyrically? Do you do that production wise? All, now all I'm the, just yeah. asking questions. So no, all of the above. I think your production, like if you want to be the next big country writer, you need to listen to country radio because singles are really the only way that, you know, anymore, as far as just, if you want to be a career songwriter, like speaking to artists and musicians, radio does not have to be, and probably won't be a part of your path for the first, you know, nine tenths of your career. But if you're, if, if you're strictly, you know, wanting to play a part in that as a songwriter, then yeah, you've got to listen to what's on the radio. And so, um, yeah, listen to what the production's doing. You know, there's there's definitely trends. Like in the last few years, I mean, production has kind of been going back towards a more organic sound in the country thing. It went, went kind of that bro country for a while, a lot of program stuff. Now it's going back to organic. Um, lyrically, what are people doing? You know, there's a lot less metaphor now and a lot more just literal, like coming out and just saying, you know, if you feel something, you just say it. You like, it's, like you're, it's like you're writing your journal and you just open the page and that's the song lyric. 
And melodically, you got to pay attention to that too. Are they doing a lot of monotone stuff now? Are they doing a lot of stuff where there's, it's very rangy? I mean, right now in country, it's a lot of rapid fire stuff where it's, it's almost could be a rap song. Right. If you, you know, change the beat and we're just rapid or just singing it without notes. So um, you got to pay attention to all of those things. And they're always changing. So I could tell you what the things are today and they're going to be different six months from now, but you, you really got to learn to, to analyze and be a student of the format that you want to work in. And when, when let's talk pop for a second, because, you know, for a while, everything featured for a while, it was, you had to throw Cardi on it. You had to throw Iggy. You had to throw, I mean, for a while, I mean, every song you heard had Pitbull on it. And now you don't start, you're not hearing that as much. Matter of fact, you're starting to hear multiple features in pop when before it was a artist feature or DJ feature. And now it's multiple people being featured on these songs. So is that where you kind of look at it and said, okay, that was cool that people were featuring one or the other. Why don't we try it with two guys and a girl or two pop singers and a rapper? Uh, you know, is that what, what people are doing when they say, let's try something different and see if we can kind of get ahead of the curve? Well, the pop world is, 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 has been ahead of, and really the hip hop world before any of this, they've been ahead of country and Christian and all the other genres in terms of understanding the power of features and collaborations is that you can share audiences. And that's how Spotify works. If you, if you have, you know, Future and Drake on a song, that, that song is going to show up on each of their Spotify's when it right. comes out. So you're capturing a potential of twice the audience. And, you know, this is like in, in marketing world, like people understand that, like affiliates and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but in pop music, it's such a powerful thing. And I think it also just, it keeps things interesting. Like people, I think, have a really short attention span now. So like the fact that, hey, I'm going to listen to, uh, you know, St. John for 30 seconds, and I'm going to listen to Immenbeck for 30 seconds after that. And they're just, it's more in line with how people are consuming music on TikTok or whatever. Sure. So I have a guy, I, I, I work with a band, they're part of my management team, two different guys. So one of them, they're getting lots of placements. They were on Major League Baseball. They have this song called Born Ready, and it's very Imagine Dragon kind of sound. And then all of a sudden, in walks this rapper into our world. And I'm like, what if we were to take Born Ready, which is a song that's established itself. It's been in the Olympics, Major League Baseball, Women's FIFA's World Cup, and we gave it new life by then adding this feature rap on it. And they were like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. How often would you suggest, and this is once again, me making it up, not being a songwriter, asking you to maybe go back, because a lot of people have these catalogs and the songs are old to them, but they're new to the person who's discovering it today or the person that's finding it today. How often would you suggest, because in your course, you also consult all these other writers. How often do you have them go back and look at old material and say, you know what, that, may, that maybe didn't work three years ago, but you know what, that could work now. That could work because you always hear people, I was way ahead of the curve or I was bro country before country was bro or what, <laughs> how, how would you recommend they go back and do like an inventory of their past catalog? Well, I, I would say it's less of you just going through and seeing what do you feel like doing and I would say it's more of what, what is connecting. Like, to, let's take Tequila is a really big song from Dan and Shay. 
um, once that started working, they had they started sending it around to everybody, and they got you know an acoustic version. They got a Robin Schultz remix. There's an acapella version where it's literally only the vocals. There's a version that's like literally only the piano. There's uh, there's a whole release that had five different DJs remixing it. Oh wow! And, and those all add up to the same. That's how that's how you can go gold nowadays, uh, or platinum, or double platinum, or whatever. They sure. And so. I wouldn't just haphazardly go about and say, oh, I like that song. It would be cool with the rapper. I would, I would go, what are the songs that are connecting? You know, let's say you put out a song, it gets put on a playlist. It does well on that playlist. You hit 150,000 streams or 300,000 streams or a million streams. Those would be the points when you'd want to start thinking about, okay, well, let's put out a, um, let's, let's put out a version that could get us into a different lane than we're currently in. So that's, Love where, that. that's where adding the hip, the, the rap feature could get you on some different rap playlists if it's a if it's a well-known rapper or at least a decently known rapper i mean you could do the same thing with go make a piano only version of it and you get a, get on the coffee house playlist or whatever okay exactly. so that's this that's the strategy is to say okay you've got a proven hit and hits relative guys hits relative to some people everyone has a hit everyone always tells me dude i got the next banger i got the next hit and i'm like Okay, so the hit will determine itself. But if something's starting to get some traction and you want to extend the life of something that's proven, you're saying possibly go in and, you know, if you go, you could even go in and start muting stuff in the session if you have the ability to do that, right? We, we do this all the time. Labels are now hiring us to do this with songs that have done well. They request like five versions of it. So we sometimes we'll, we'll have to add extra instrumentation or replace stuff. But a lot of the times you can literally just mute stuff and make like a more stripped down version. Okay. I don't know if you'll have the answer to this question, but I get asked a lot being that you're a writer and a publisher and things like that. If you want, if someone wanted to take a song that you created and they wanted to remix it or they wanted to, what are the legalities of remixing someone else's song? Well, it would count as a derivative work. And so basically at that point, it would be up to the rights holder what they want to give you. Um, so you got to be able to negotiate it with them. So if you wanted to do like tequila for say, per se, um, you'd have to t talk to their publisher. And if they wanted to give you, like they could legally take 99% of it if they wanted to, but if, sure. you're, if you're doing something really cool that they like, They'll, they'll probably play ball with you a little bit. And, you know, those percentages can be anywhere from if you're really well known. I mean, you might get 50% of the new version. Um, but if you're just starting out, I, I wouldn't expect to be getting a high percentage of it. So let's say, so my buddy Ill Factor started off, he was just doing remixes for Timbaland. Timbaland hired him to say, hey, remix all these different songs. So I'll have a lot of people like right now, it really sucks because as acoustic artists are going on Instagram Live and Facebook Live doing their shows to please their audiences during this time that we're shut down, DJs don't have that same luxury because it's hard to get a license to go play somebody else's, even though you're playing around with it. A lot of them are getting muted. Do you know of a workaround or a place where a DJ could say, hey, I want to go license these five songs? Is, is there a place that you know, and I hate to put you on the spot like that, but that just came to my mind because somebody asked me that question the other day. Yeah, I mean, there, it, it really depends on the platform you're on. Obviously, YouTube, you can't do it. They'll pull it down. Um, it, it, it can be very cumbersome if you're dealing with 
big rights holders for you know songs that major labels own right um so if you're gonna do that i guess it's better to to go find people that you can actually get in contact with because what what's going to happen is you know like if, if we do a live event each month called music and money it's a real estate group and we use the pink floyd song money in our in our feed and, and you know facebook pulls it down because it says the, the rights holder for that song, whoever David Gilmore, whoever it is, yep. doesn't want anybody, just anybody putting it up. And so I don't know as far as Twitch goes, that 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 comes to mind as far as I don't know how if they're fingerprinting on the level that YouTube is yet. Got it. But I know as far as DJs just wanting to go on a live stream, Twitch is the place they should be doing that. I, I love that. Yeah, because right now if you go on Facebook and Universal owns it, it's it's muted. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's getting shut down. So it's finding the right platform. Well, and there's no discovery on Facebook either. It's, it's, if you're on Twitch, which there's a whole sub community that I'm learning about on this, that, you know, it's a gaming platform, right? But musicians are figuring out how to make full-time livings, just live going on live, Twitch and live streaming a few times a day. You can get donations on there. You can make affiliate off of there. They give you, um, emotes on there which you, you they pay for you literally pay yep. for them and as far as the fingerprinting goes i would imagine it's probably a lot looser than facebook or youtube is um i i can't speak to the legalities of that but um i'm definitely not yeah because you figure if a lot of these people are playing these games a lot of these games have songs built into the games yeah, and the these people are, are they're playing for hours you can watch them kill people you know yeah. Fortnite and all that different kind of stuff that they're doing, you know? Yeah. yeah that, that'll, that'll be an interesting one to see. Cause I think that right now, what I'm telling people is this, if you're going to do covers, throw them up on YouTube. Cause there's a monetization platform for the writers on that platform. If you're going to go on Facebook, do your original material, establish yourself as an original artist because people don't go on Facebook to see covers. They go to YouTube to see covers. Uh, what are some of the advice that you're giving your collaborators and your students right now when they can't physically get in the same room with their co-writers? Yeah, you do what we've, the whole town of Nashville and LA have been doing for, for the last few weeks and you, you get on Zoom, you do what we're doing. Um, you write on Zoom. I use a, and I can send you these, but I use a combination of Zoom. I use a program called Audio Movers that um, basically broadcasts real time, clean audio right out of Pro Tools or Logic or whatever your DAW is. Um, it's pretty latency for, it's, it's like barely latent at all. Like I, I literally just did a vocal tracking session with a girl in Dallas here right before this podcast. And it's full quality, no, no loss at all. Great. We've been trying to find ways for bands who are in different places to do live. And there was always a delay someplace. And uh, the, the suggestion for that I'd give is called Jam Kazam. Jam Kazam. Yeah, Jam yeah, Kazam yeah. is an app that um, it, it's a little buggy still. It's new, but it compensates for the latency. Okay. So that you can jam and, and play with each other in different in different states or countries even. Dude, that's awesome. That is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Song Chasers. Uh, I'm going to send everybody to my website, rickbarker.com forward slash resources. You can watch this great, you know, interview that Seth and I did together. And he actually created a, a track right there on his phone, which was pretty funny. 
Uh, I can't remember if I rapped at all, but I don't think <laughs> <You should>. so. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall what it exactly was that I did, but I know that a lot of people are are now realizing that instead, and I say this respectfully, but instead of going and taking a course at like Berkeley, where you can go take an online songwriting course, you guys have said, wait, why don't we create a course and let you hear from current proven hit songwriters, which I think is so important. I think anyone can teach. I'm not saying anything against anyone who teaches, but I'm big on sending people to the folks that are actually doing this. Tell everyone a little bit about Song Chasers. Yeah, thank you. And, and, and I would agree with that 100%. I mean, that's, that's honestly why we created Song Chasers, which is a comprehensive commercial songwriting course, because we realized that a lot of the other books and college, even college classes, like you mentioned, and courses out there aren't actually that effective at it because they're usually taught by um, two categories of people. The first category being people that are just, you know, trying to look impressive or trying to position themselves on the internet as experts, even though they haven't done anything. Or category two being, you know, which this is a lot of the case in, in the university system where people that have had hits 20 years ago and then they're teaching to pay the bills. I mean, it, again, it's not right or wrong. It just, you, you got to it's a reality. It's a reality. Yeah, it's a reality. If you go to, if you learn from a college right now, most of the time you're being taught theory. Uh, unless you go to a trade school, then you're actually doing the trade. And I look at song chasers as more like a trade school versus a university course or something like that. It's more like, here's what's happening current and we're able to update it because Seth lives, eats and breathes. I mean, you still write songs every week and you still produce records every week and you still have well you don't have a hit every week that'd be wonderful if you did but <laughs> you're still consistently having multiple number ones a year so yeah so song chasers is then it's just kind of a collaboration of everything that you know up to this point with updates and direct access to you yeah. pretty much right yeah exactly it's it's everything that i wish i would have known before getting into this crazy songwriting thing. And, and this is definitely not just for songwriters, it's for artists. It's for, you know, newbie musicians who want to figure stuff out. It's for experienced musicians who want to figure stuff out. Um, you know, I mean, we, we've included everything that you would ever need to know. And we, we made sure to not include the things that you don't need to know. Um, so obviously things like inspiration and mindset, ideas for starting, melody, how to analyze other hit songs, lyric mastery, landing the whole song, put, putting it all together, the art of co-writing, producing great demos, and then even a publishing module um, that teaches you what to do after the, after the song's finished. Yeah, because it doesn't matter how great it is if nobody hears it. That's right. You've got to, <laughs> you, you've got to make it public. So that's why that's we call it publishing. That's it. That is so funny. Well, listen, guys, if you go to rickbarker.com forward slash resources, uh, you'll be able to watch and you'll be able to get access. And Seth worked out a deal with me for the folks that find it through my space. Uh, what have you binge watched anything during the, anything you want to tell people that they should see or should not see? I'll start with kid friendly because I have a five-year-old, um, the new trolls movie. All right. Actually really good. Love, love me some of the, some of that soundtrack. Um, money heist is a Netflix show. Netflix I've seen that. Movie. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Money heist. Really, really good. Really addictive. Have you gotten into the Tiger King yet? I haven't seen it yet. I, I've 
thanks to um, your encouragement today, I think I'm going to go home and watch it. I, I've been doing a lot of reading. I think, I think reading is what I've kind of done more of on the, on the break. And, okay. Um, but here's the thing I told yeah. you, as soon as you get to church, they're going to ask you about things and you have to be hip, you know, I know I'm you trying to know. keep you current. I'm trying to keep you current. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I got to watch Tiger King. One of my clients is uh, going to be featured in Prodigal Son and I got hooked on Prodigal Son. So it's on Fox guys. You can go back and watch it on demand. So I got hooked on that. My wife and I did the Tiger King and I, I need to say, I'm excited that Songland's back. Uh, actually, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it because when this airs, it will already be happened. But uh, Peepo is one of my management clients and he's uh, was on the last episode episode number two of the season of uh, Songland. So go by and check that out. And Ariana is going to be in Prodigal Son. But I am majorly bummed that Empire will come to an end at the recording of this on Wednesday. So if you want to go see what happens to Lucius and Cookie, Fox on Wednesday night. <laughs> I was a part of American Idol when Empire started. So it used to be when the, the networks would, you know, bring actors from their other shows to promote it during American Idol. So I got a chance to meet a lot of the Empire people. And I've been a big, huge fan of that show. And I love the music on that show. And it's coming to an end. So, man, I appreciate you as usual. You guys uh, also, uh, Seth has a great podcast. It's very educational. Uh, if you want to know about A&R and if you want to know about sync placements and all the different things in the industry for different managers because of the success that he's had, he has access to people that even I don't have access to. And they've been kind enough to come in and let him ask them whatever they want. I learned so much from his podcast and uh, you guys need to go check it out. Make it a music podcast. I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes and you guys will go find out about how to become hit songwriters by going to my website and you're going to go watch the Tiger King and we will catch up sooner rather than later. Th thank you to, uh, Stacy and your crew. They sent me a, I saw an Instagram thing that went out the other day that said they were uh, doing their book weekly book study on my book. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, how bored are these people during quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> No, man. I, like I said, we're, we're huge Rick Barker fans over here. We, we love that you just, you, you don't give people hype. You don't give people fluff. I mean, you, you tell people what it, what they're really going to have to do to, to make it music. And that's, that's, uh, that's something we support. Well, dude, I appreciate you so much. Be safe and we'll talk again sooner rather than later. Yeah. Thanks Rick. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one size fits all model with the music business, so I do appreciate that. To help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to, head on over to the website, rickbarker.com and take the Are You Ready for a Manager assessment. While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it. If you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it onto whatever platform that it is that you're listening to, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.